Hello, everybody. It's AJ from the Toko Podcast, along with Jay and Chad. Hello. And oh, welcome to a Telebicoon, which, as you don't know by now, it's basically just everything that we don't usually, we don't have enough to talk about in the actual podcast. So, hello. So, what are we talking about today? Well, viewers, we're not really talking about anything. We're more like asking Chad, Chad, how did they fuck up Zio more? As in, Chad <laughs> wants to go see the Zio movie, and we're going to ask him about it. So, Chad, uh, if you may, uh, tell us how this came about, because people are going to be like, how the fuck did you see it early, you hacker? Um, oh, yeah, clearly, <laughs> because one... Um, I begged so hard on the internet that um, someone actually gave me a free copy of the movie, and um, I have Shirakura a... himself came to your house, and he's like, yeah, here you go, pal. Yeah, he, he, I just begged him on Twitter, and he just basically gave me, you know what, here's a file for the movie, enjoy it, there are no subtitles. No, no, like, he, he came to Chad's house in a car made of the unsold copies that they know they're not gonna sell. <laughs> just but came yeah. in, beep beep. <laughs> But yeah, um, to be on a more, a little more serious note, um, yes, I was in Japan for the past two months, from I guess end of May to beginning of August, so it's like around two-ish months, give or take, or like a little more than two months, something like that. And um, yeah, I was out there for two months. I was uh, able to see the movie while I was out there. So just a little bit of a long story short. So. So. Very cool. Yes. Very cool. But yes, so Chad. Yeah. Uh I guess well I guess we'll ask you a few questions about the movie then. I guess we'll just ask you a few things. So yeah, no problem. First off, because yeah. this is the this is the question that I came into going in. We're not gonna really gonna go in order, guys. We're more like just gonna ask some questions and again, if you don't know already, spoilers. I, I don't I don't know if you don't know this already. We're basically talking about the movie here. So, so Chad, so this is what I want to ask. Yes. And I'm going to pretend that I don't know. <clears throat> Kayfabe. So, Chad, what the fuck is Waz? Okay, Waz is apparently what they call a quartzer. And then the quartzers are, like, I guess people <laughs> that oversee history or something like that. And it's just, like, it's really weird. And basically, Waz's duty was to lead, like, I guess, humans into, like, the new era, basically, the Rewa era, I <laughs> what? Guess, as it is. So like, he's, I... like, uh, he's, like, the monitor from DC, or I guess, uh, the Watchers from Marvel. Basically, he's just, like, he oversees time and history, apparently, or that's what the Quartzer's job is supposed to be, initially, and, like, if my translation isn't, like, if it's not right, or it's, it should be something like that, just take some note, like, there's gonna be a few holes here and there. And because one, I was taking notes about the movie, and also two, um, my Japanese may or may not be as great, or like, I, I tried to keep up. There are some things I couldn't make sense of, aside from the fact that this is Geo. Well, I was going to yeah. say, um, so, he's a, is, is a, because again, he's a quartzer, you know, as dumb yeah. as that sounds. So, he's basically supposed to lead humans into a different, into the railway era. Okay, fine. What, yeah. what I need to ask now is... Is there something that prevents him from actually, or I should say, is he allowed to mess with time as much as he did in the actual show, you know, becoming, you know, common writer was and all that shit? Or is a courtier literally just supposed to be like, just get to point, just get from A to B, no matter what happens, just fucking do it. Is it, is that this, how it goes? 
basically, from what I think it is, it's more or less going from point A to B. However, like, if the Quartzers don't see something they, or, like, they see something they don't like, then they have free range to, like, change history. As you'll see with the, like, the main problem of the movie, which is, well, the Quartzers motivation. They just, so, they just don't like anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I mean, that's a... Uh... That's one of the things I heard is that uh, our our big bad here is uh is another version of Sogo or something like that. It's okay. That one was really weird, and I actually had a hard time understanding that. And whenever whenever the subtitles come out for that, I'm it's probably gonna make a little more sense, but probably by not much. So basically, you know how in the opening narrations, like Wolves always refers to Sogo as a normal high schooler, Tokiwa Sogo, right? Mm -hmm. So then basically, you know, you have, like, this plot actually does take into account that they do need to get the Drive Ride Watch. And once they get the Drive Ride Watch, like, legitimately, like, he can become Omajio initially, right? Mm -hmm. So then basically, like, from what I think I understood of it was basically, it was, Sogo's a red herring for some other dude by the name of Tokiwa Sogo, which is written in English in the credits. <laughs> okay. And then basically he's like, oh, yeah, JK, man, you're not actually Tokiwasogo because I'm Tokiwasogo. And you're not the actual king because I'm actually the king. So you're so a red herring. You got me the ride watches. Telling I'm me gone. Here is, uh, so Zio is even more of a fucking waste of time than we already imagined. <laughs> basically. Because now I'm, you're telling me that this entire time, again, this is, by the way, this is assuming this movie's canon. I don't know. Because at this point, nobody fucking knows what's canon anymore because Shakira fucked everything up. So I'm going to assume this movie's canon. So To be honest, I actually have no idea if this is canon either. It, I'll go into that later. So, as I was saying, um, so Sogo, we basically now know that, as you just told me, it was not really supposed to be Sogo. Again, we're going to assume this is canon, as I said. So that basically tells us the entirety of Zio has just been a waste of time because we have, you know, Tokyo Sogo, Zio, the one that we have, wasn't really supposed to be the king. It's some other dude. See, that's the thing. It's like, it's really weird because um, there are some scenes that did make it onto YouTube, first and foremost. Like, the camera, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but basically it's the final climax scene and basically Oma form, right? Uh-huh. So yeah, that's I've, I've seen the transformation so far. That's about it. Yeah, so, okay, so I think, like, the clips are on YouTube somewhere, if you guys actually want to go watch that, that's, that's your deal, but honestly, okay, first off, the climax fight was actually really cool, but, I mean, Oma form is basically, okay, first off, that came out of nowhere, but basically, Oma Geo, it's still supposed to be Sogo, like, the Sogo that we know, that we followed throughout the whole series, and frankly, he's like, do you, like, do you believe you're supposed to be the king? And just like, uh, yeah, I'm supposed to be the king. And he's like, well, okay, cool, yo, dude. So you are supposed to be the king. Like, don't let anyone else stand in your way. Not even these people that are overseeing, like, the Heisei era and whatnot. It's it's really weird. It didn't make sense. Wow. Zio not making sense? It, I mean, to be honest, Surely like... Surely you jest. Like, honestly, this movie changes up a whole lot of things, mainly because it's an anniversary film. So, Naturally. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. It did, because, like, in the beginning, you get a Wolves narration, and it's like, his basically, rejoice! 
It was like, he talks about Zero One. You see Zero One in the first scenes of the movie. <laughs> what? Yeah, you see for Z- G- or like Zero One in the first scenes of the movie, in the very beginning. And that's apparently a dream, and then that which leads to a clever fourth wall break. In which Geo has a dream, and he's like, Wow, I had a weird dream that my time as Geo ended, and there was a new writer. <laughs> and then Gage is like, What the hell are you talking about? Like, what? Okay, like, seriously, there are a whole bunch of fourth wall breaks in this, like, movie. That, that probably actually, makes it even more confusing. It's actually sort of funny, it's actually sort of interesting at times, but, like, there are some moments where it's actually, like, there is one fourth wall break moment that's actually really touching. But though that goes into a larger scale of things. Or, like, a, not a larger scale, but, like, a larger part of things. Okay. Okay, so, I'm going to assume the whole Zero-One thing is going to... You know what, fuck it, I'm going to try and do my best to, con- to connect it to the show as possible. So, I'm going to assume the Zero-One thing is him uh, shaping the future with his uh, with his dreams again, like he did with Kikai. I'm going to just say that. Let's hope it works. Possibly, maybe we, we don't really know because honestly, this movie in canon or not, we have no idea. Because frankly, a lot of things happen in this movie that are negated in the series, but yet the series has callbacks to the movie, which makes equally sense. AKA, I love no when sense. they do that. So, so let's start with that. What what exactly is negated in the, like well, the what what in the movie is negated in the series completely? Okay, so first off, the existence of the Quartzers, like, there's no mention of them in the series. Like, yeah. we have no idea who the hell they are and why they even mattered in the first place. Second, there's a scene in the climax of the movie, which you can find on YouTube. It's like that large 18-minute clip of, like, the whole climax. Basically, where Wolves rip- rips his book. He rips his book and, like, he apparently, like... He brings back all the powers of the writers saying, like, oh, yeah, the future isn't written anymore. Like, you gotta let the future play out. And with that, like, the book is basically destroyed. It has no, like, no use of it anymore. There is no use of the book. And yet, in the series, you'll see in his narrations and in other parts of the movie, or, like, the series, that he still has his book. Again, this is yeah. this whole thing sounds like it would be better off if, like, again... I can't say that because it isn't because you know the whole thing with yeah. um, the ending of Zio, like the actual ending of Zio. This sounds like it would have been better off as the ending of Zio. But again, we can't have it as the ending of Zio because, well, he re- reset everything. Yeah, and besides that, um, let's see. The ending, actual ending of the movie, it ends with Gates and Sukuyomi basically fading out of history. And also, during some point of the movie, Woes actually gets stabbed and killed. Okay. So, like, first off, Sukuyomi and Gates don't exist anymore, mainly because, like, history is rewritten. Like, Sogo, you are, you're, like, you're on the path of becoming the good king now. Like, like, history is gone. Like, Omajio doesn't, like, exist anymore. And then besides that, just, like, it also, like, retcons the ending as well, because, like, you see, like, basically, Woes gets killed, Gates and Skuyomi basically fade out of history, uh, Sogo's depressed, and then he goes back to the clock shop only to find them waiting for him to go eat dinner. Uh, what? Wow. So, yeah, okay. that, like, that made no sense. I'm, like, trying to, like, I'm not gonna lie, my brain is almost, like, shutting down because I'm trying to make sense of everything you've just told me. Because... Yeah. You know what you just did, Chad? Yeah. 
you kind of just brought up the a huge ass plot hole in the series itself. Yeah. In the sense that even though that even though to- Sogo turned into Omazeo in the show, he wasn't evil, which kind of negates the whole thing that Gaze and Tsukiyomi would even need to go back to begin with. So that means they should have been dead from the beginning. Wow, yeah, that's this hurts. It it made no sense. It really made no sense. However, there's also a really big big point in the series where you know, like we saw a Chaser come back, right? Machine <laughs> yeah, Chaser yeah. or Chase. I mean, it's nice to see that we got Chase back first off. We love Chase. But So Okay, so in the series Gates makes a reference to Shijima Go, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And basically, that's like who the movie is supposed to be advertising. Like, oh yeah, we got, we got Shiji Mago and Krim Steinbelt back for the movie. Yay! And and yet that like that makes no sense because seriously, there is no mention of like any of the events of the movie happening, except for the fact that Gates is saying, oh yeah, we met Shiji Mago. Do you remember your friend, and whatnot? And just like it, it creates a whole bunch of like this bigger plots. This entire thing keeps making the series look even dumber because if they're still trying to like tie it into the movie, it doesn't really make sense at all. It it really doesn't. Like these are just like the worst points of the movie that made no sense. Aside from the fact that like the first, literally like the first, I guess. The first fourth of the movie is actually dedicated to getting the drive watch, which is in itself was honestly really stupid. I really didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I was I was about to ask. So how irrelevant yeah. in the plot is uh is, uh, is Go and Krim? Okay, there, so are they completely irrelevant or are they just mostly irrelevant? Um, like I'd say for they're mostly irrelevant because like three fourths of the movie is actually dedicated to like basically fighting the Quartzers and, like, the movie... Like, the actual movie things, right? Yeah. So, the, obtaining the drive watch was a really weird point. It was like, you know, you gotta have, like, your lighthearted humor, basically, before you get into the nitty-gritty, like, okay, this is actually serious common Rider. So, again, going back to the beginning, like, after the dream sequence, like, there's a news thing in which they saw Gates and the Time Majin in, like, historical Japanese paintings. And it's like... Oh shit, we just uncovered some, like, new paintings in which, like, there's actually, like, there's a giant robot and some dude in weird armor. Who is that? And oh shit, it's Gate. And why is he in, like, the Sengoku era? Oh, so it's like in uh, the Deno movie where, um, they find the scroll and they see the, they see the Den liner and Momotaro's there. Ah, okay. That's, yeah, pretty that's, much. That's fine. All right. And pretty much, um, Krim actually speaks through to them through via the drive watch saying like hey look you got to protect my ancestor and like protect this cross thing because if like my family heirloom is this cross and like as long as it's created and like as long as it's safe then like basically you'll confirm that crim steinbelts will eventually appear in like the future he will be so born. basically yeah he will be born and it's it's basically a protect it's a protect the artifacts mission okay this is dumb so yeah, so um, <laughs> but aside from that, like you also see um, that actually leads us into our first fight, which is like Geo and Gates and Mach versus Zamonas, or like the Amazon-styled rider. 
Oh my oh, god, yeah, I that... forgot about these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that reminds yeah. me. I was going to ask um so is there is there any like uh significance to the movie writers being the uh the the Amazons and then there's the uh Zeto through Shin and Black RX. Is there any significance to them being since they're technically Showa writers, even though they were made in the Heisei era, is there any yeah. significance to that, or is it just like a, a clever little nod? It's a, it's more or less a clever little nod, mainly because like this movie was definitely meant for, I guess, older fans. Because okay. um, here's the thing: because like you know, Shin Zetsu J and like Black RX as well as Amazon's writers, they're basically like unofficial Heisei writers, because they were yeah. technically born in the Heisei era, but like you know. They weren't actually like they're considered Showa writers for all like for all we care, except for Amazons because clearly like no one cares about but, them. But Amazons don't count anyways, so yeah. Yeah, they don't count anyways. But like, basically, those are just like little nods to like saying like, hey, look, you know these Heisei writers that were actually technically born in the Heisei era. Yeah, don't worry, we didn't forget about them, and that's basically actually that's some of the it. coolest parts. Actually, those those are some cool parts. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, yeah, I'm f- I'm fine with that. I was just. Oh, I yeah. was just curious if it was like actually relevant or is just a fun little meta joke. All right. It's 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 a fun little meta joke, but it's actually really cool. But um, those are Very actually cool. some of the the good parts. But I don't know how much of the bad we want to continue talking about. But like, what what do you want me? To, what do you guys got questions about? Um. um honestly, I, uh, I don't really have much because um, it just kind of seemed like a basic movie. Um, just kind of go over uh, your positives and negatives, really. Okay, uh, definitely the negatives, a lot of plot holes. Initially, when I saw the movie, I thought it would take place at the end of, like, properly at the end of the series, right? But no, it doesn't, and it makes no sense, and I don't see how the quarters were ever, like, really relevant. And that brings me to their motivation. So. Oh, boy. Okay, so you know Build's finale in which, like, they basically collided worlds in order to make a new world, right? I kind of realized yes. they've done that twice. No, actually, no, Zeo did it in reverse. No, yeah, Zeo did the reverse of Builds. So, um, yeah, this movie, the Quartus <coughs> are trying to do that with, like, the current timeline. They're gonna, like, basically open up a giant time hole in which they suck in, like, 2019 slash 2018. And then they basically collide it with the past version of Earth because they want to redo the Heisei era. Huh? Yeah. Basically, they, they, they want to just redo the Heisei era because they weren't satisfied with how this current era turned out. I Boy, mean, do I wanna, agree with if them you there. Do, if you want to redo, like, you know, wizards to fucking build them, by all means, fuck this place. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, but basically, I got no there's... problem here. Like, they're basically saying, okay, so... The Heisei era was a big failure, so we're gonna go back in time. <laughs> I like. We're gonna take. Sounds more like Toei's talking. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like they're saying, like we're gonna move the planet Earth, and like we're gonna move it into this timeline so that we can redo everything, and make it less of a failure. That that is basically their whole motivation, and it was it's, really that stupid. That sounds like what Toei wishes they could do. We're gonna take See, Hibiki and make it into a financial success. <laughs> See, as a as a plot, that's not that's not a terrible idea. It's the idea, you know, oh these like these like guys who watch over time. It's like, well, we thought this was shit. We want to give you guys a better chance, but we want our own hand in it, and, you know, etc. It's it could be done better. 
but it's a decent idea of like wanting to redo history because you aren't satisfied with something there it now, could now, have worked but i'm sure considering the writer they probably botched hard now see here's the thing i'm gonna i'm gonna bring up and this kind of comes back to what we were talking about when we did our Zeo review. And this is something that I, that I, funny enough, I was actually listening to our review earlier because I want, cause I, for some reason I just had like an inkling to do it and it kind of brought up something that I, we didn't actually go too deep into because we kind of like moved on to something else during the, the review. Okay. So the Quartzers want to merge the earth into a past self to basically redo the Heisei era, right? Okay. Yeah. That brings up an entire problem of the ending because remember when I, I remember when I asked, are, is every Earth in Zeo's universe, you know, Kuga's world, Blade's world, Akito's world, all those worlds, are those worlds, they're separate worlds, and within those separate worlds, there can be alternate timelines of those separate worlds in those worlds? Or is it like, there's, all these worlds, and then there's a separate timeline with all those worlds, so on and so on and so on and so forth. Because if that's the case, then I don't think Zeo really did shit in the end in his, in his own in his own series. Because again, I need to I need that question answered. Are there like timelines within timelines within timelines within worlds, or just just all these worlds, and then you have to go into a completely different dimension? You know what I'm saying here? Like, yeah, it's, it I, I get confusing. what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. And to be honest, this movie does not answer that. Like, it made... It really makes no sense, and frankly, I have no idea how to answer that. That's what I'm saying, like... That, that's kind of, that's why I was, like, bringing... That's why I brought it up the last time, because... When you put that into context, especially in this movie... You know... You would... Technically, honestly... If that was the case... You could make the argument that the Quartzers are literally just trying to erase Zeo to redo it. <laughs> Which Possibly. I'm fine with. I mean, I... as like, that's a funny little meta thing of, this show sucked, let's restart it. As the villains, yeah. uh, you know, that's that's fine. That's a funny little plot. That's a nice little meta meta thing to do. Uh, that, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Because then they really wouldn't, because again, if we're going by the fact that this is Zeo's world and nothing else, then really, what are they fucking, re, re, like, they're not changing anything. They're just erasing Zeo. And I'm like, basically, right, that's yeah. fine. Fuck them. I don't care. <laughs> Let the court Yeah, away. where's... Where's the problem, you know? <laughs> right? There, there like, were no stakes here. There and really nothing were no of value stakes. was lost. And like, it's just... Yeah, but... Yeah, that's like... That's basically the worst thing I have to say. It's like... The plot and motivations were sort of weak. It was a little weird, but like... In the end, like... that That's all I actually really have to say. Like, that's actually bad about the movie. But like, the actual good of the movie... It's actually okay. Considering this is Geo, like Geo's the fact is ba the fact that it's Geo is basically dragging it down. And like time you okay. So cameos. <laughs> I gotta get fuck... to that because what the fuck is that? Okay, no, no, no. Fucking cameos. Okay, I'm gonna start with the first cameo. Um, let's see. Okay, Krim and uh, Krim and like go. They were they were there just to give the drive ride watch and also for like. To satisfy drive fans of just like, oh hey, he's here, so 
And then zero one, you weren't expecting that in the beginning, but he does come back in the end. More on that later. Um, okay. So, the first cameo. The one that actually got me to tear up in the movie a bit. And the one that, like, basically... That actually really surprised me. Or, like, not... Or sort of surprised me, but though, like... One of the kids in the theater basically asked his mom's like, Mom, who is this? And, like, she didn't even know either, but... There's a scene where, like, Sogo is in jail, right? That might have been in, like, the previews <laughs> and whatnot, right? Yeah. He, he gets fucking tossed in jail. Yeah, so basically, he gets a motivational speech and fourth wall break by the character Kamen Norida. The <laughs> oh, writer. I knew he was in the movie. What? Yeah, he, yeah, he basically gives, like, a really touching speech about... Like, basically, first off, Kamen, Ra Kamen Norida is an illusion in the theater. Or, no, not in the theater, but, like, in the prison, right? But, basically, he laments on how the facts he wasn't chosen as a common writer. He's like, I fought evil for, like, X amount of years, and yet I was never chosen to be a common writer. So then, Sogo, stop complaining about how your life sucks right now, because you were at least a common writer, like, an official one. And, like, I'm not official, but yet I still kept on fighting. What are you doing? That's, that is honestly hilarious it's hilarious but honestly like like when you see it in the That's context of the so movie like weird though and like he said like there were generations of men that were chosen to fight evil and basically he talks about like the past 20 years of like heroes standing up and like you know doing heroic things like those men were all chosen but yet out of those 20 years he wasn't chosen and it's just like fuck? honestly that's a that's like yeah, that's really sad, like saddening, but also really funny, honestly. Yeah, it's it's actually really funny, but at the same time, like I I teared up in the theater a little bit. All right, all right, just... Toei, you're you're hearing it first. You know, if you want to erase Zio, that's fine. We got to get a comrade Nori that show. Like yeah, and then eventually the big climax of the movie. Yeah, so after Wolves rips up his book, like Mock get his powers. Mock, Mock got his powers back, okay? Uh -huh. And then, like, at some random point, like, you see some bad guys, like, and then you see, like, one of them get, like, slimed up, basically, by Common Rider Brain, his poison. Mm. So then, like, basically, at this point, they're reusing a whole bunch of, like, um... They're basically reusing a whole lot of voice clips from, like, past shows and movies. So you have Common Rider wow. Brain. Wow. And then you have... Zangetsu Kachidoki arms oh, literally shit. appearing out of his poster for the stage show. <laughs> <laughs> and to be oh, honest, are they it still was... using vo Okay, so is he still using voice clips or did they actually get him back? They, they're using voice clips at this point. Aww. So just like Zangetsu Kachidoki arms, they did not get uh, Kubota Yuki, unfortunately. But it was still really cool seeing, like, Zan gets Kachidoki arms in action. Like, in HD, big screen, all that. In the flesh. The, yeah, in the flesh. And then you see the Go Riders come out of some dude's iPad with, like, the generic Showa voices. <laughs> Fucking hell. What the fuck? Of course we get the Go Riders. Of course. I, don't, I can't yeah. get enough. You know, I can't get enough. I can't get away from these motherfuckers. Yeah. And then next you see the true star, like the true the true hero. Common Rider fucking G. What? Common yes, Rider G wait, is in this that? movie. No. Yes, he's yes. in the movie. Common Rider G is in the movie, just like 
he does his giant G thing in the middle of a building. It's like, if you're trying to trying to protect things, you, doing this giant G in the middle of a town probably isn't the best idea, but he still does it anyways, and just like, it was badass. Holy shit, I'm surprised they actually got to use G. Yeah, they use Common Rider <laughs> G. And then, like, then you see this small book in the middle of a street getting trampled on. And it's a volume one of the Common Rider Kuga manga. And in this weird stop-motion-esque effect, like, you see, like, like Common Rider Kuga, like, on his bike, and then he rider kicks, like, basically... Like, basically, the, like, some of, like, the henchmen or, like, the foot soldiers in that this movie. That sounds really weird. That's, it was really weird. It was trippy. That's pretty epic, honestly. And just, like, it's... He also, like, instead of, um... Basically, like, having an actual voice, he actually has, like, word bubbles. And, like... <laughs> basically, for his intro, he basically says, Ichijo-san, like, please take a look at my battle. And just, like... Then you see him, like, in on his right... Like, on his bike, I think, what, the Tri-Chaser 2000? And then, like, he rider kicks, like, the villains. And this is all still, like, semi... Like, that semi-weird stop-motion animated Yes. Thing, right? Okay. Yeah, that, that clip is on YouTube if you want to actually go take a look at that. That's really fucking weird. It is really weird. And then, let's see... Aside from that, and then you have the final, like, the last uh, cameo after the credits. Basically, it's zero one again. And, um, zero one, zero yeah. One, zero one. Yeah, that was actually a really cool battle. He fights a uh, Zonjis. He actually kills Zonjis. And then, like, you know, um, Zonjis, uh, he has, like, basically that garbage can. Like, the garbage bags for a costume on him, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He actually removes the garbage bags, and he actually looks better. He looks like Shin. Like Common Rider <laughs> Shin. <laughs> and That's it actually, crazy. like, like a little bit like Common Rider Shin, but though, um, Zero One is actually highlighted really cool in this, like in these like last scenes. They make him and, look um, cool. Yeah, they they made him look really cool, and I actually really appreciated it. So, um, aside from that, though, like those are just like those are the biggest cameos that we do get in this movie. Aside from the fact that we also get like all twenty riders or like all nineteen final forms of the riders in here. Oh wait! Oh, we get, wait, wait, from, we get we get the final forms of every rider. Yes, we do. Okay, Chad, tell me right fucking now. Liner form or climax form? Let's see. I believe it was liner form. Fuck and also Puto Tura combo. <laughs> Fuck all of y'all. <laughs> Fuck you. You cunt. Yes, it is. Yeah, I think it was. I believe I it was liner form. I, I had to, I'm sorry. I've had to hear that like five times this week. And every time it gets more annoying. So fuck y'all. It's liner so yeah, it's... I don't know why we're still having this debate. Even I don't think that. Nobody thinks that. But people keep fucking saying, Betrayed your door. It's such a good suit. It's, that's why it's final for. <laughs> Fuck you. Alright? Eat me. I'd say, honestly, like... I honestly say, like, Taja door is more symbolic than anything rather than a final form. Exactly. That's why. That's what everyone should say. But no, it's, it's the final form because it's the last one he fought with. Fuck you. Anyways, keep going. But yeah, um... <laughs> I've had to hear that so many times. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it was really cool. Um, Like, the last scenes... Okay, or not, not even last scenes, but though I'm going to go into, like, just interesting nods to, like, I guess Heisei as like a whole. So Actually, first I off, can, I should I should ask? Yeah. Uh, 
I, I don't think you. I, I don't. Again, I don't know if you know or not. But who voiced uh, the manga Kuga? I'm, I'm actually kind of interested. She had no voice. Oh my god, I forgot. Yeah. No, for yeah, some basically. Reason, I, I keep I keep thinking that I keep thinking that I eventually spoke, but no, I guess it, I. You know what? That's a that's an interesting way to get around getting Kuga back. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that that was actually. I didn't know how that was going to work. Unfortunately, like, I accidentally read a little bit of spoilers literally, like, on the train to the movie. But I, aside from I that... I knew about the whole Kuga thing from, like, a month yeah. before the movie came out because some guy was just... Some guy just threw the spoilers... I mean, again, you... you Okay, so when you tell me, you know, oh, Kamen Rider Kuga in manga forms coming out comes is yeah. going to be in the movie, I mean, obviously, I don't believe you because that just sounds stupid. I mean, obviously, it's, yeah. I don't think it is now. It's fucking true. I mean, yeah, if somebody told me that, uh, you know, fucking G was in the movie, I wouldn't believe him either. Or but I guess either. he's in the movie. The clips are on YouTube if you guys want to see that. Again, just like, I don't condone piracy. I did not leak the movie as a lot of you would think or ask. Look, guys, we uh, don't condone piracy, but here's a free eye patch and a parrot. Yeah. We don't condone piracy, but also piracy is very cool and not illegal at all. No, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we don't condone piracy. We say as literally every show we watch is pretty much pirated. <laughs> yeah, as we Un say, as we don't pay for anything we do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but as you were saying, <laughs> but yeah, um, really interesting knots. Uh, I guess Heisei history. Um, when you first see Zamonas's rider, like he's actually dressed up like Takayama Jin of Amazons. He also has an armband on him. Not like the official, like, um, not like the official, you know, like, armband that was seen on, like, Amazon Omega, for example. Yeah, yeah. But he's, like, dressed up in a black cardigan and, like, beat-up clothing and, like, really dark jeans. He looks edgy, but it's, like, he's ironically also played Shin by the same guy edgy. who played, he, he played, he was played by Ian Yorkland, or, like, uh, Kyoryu Black's actor, which is interesting. So, I mean, he's dressed up like Takayama Jin. Like, just really small details. Um... Common Rider's Donji's actor, he speaks like a caveman. And Why? he was also dressed up like Common Rider Zeto. Oh, there you go. Neat. Yeah, and he also does like the J pose as well. And it's just like, okay, so they are literally doing like all, like basically all three of them at once for that guy. Um, also, interesting tidbit about Zamanos' Henshin. He actually has the flame effect. And just, Ooh. it. it yeah, it, it mimics the Amazon's, like, the Amazon style of Henshin. Like, it, he basically explodes and just, like... I think, like, it's a small, like, I guess, body language, I think, action that some of the main writers did. But it's like, they were actually sort of curious about the flames. It's like, yo, where the hell did these flames come from? And they're just like, that's sort of crazy. <laughs> you know what? Like, I, you know, I, I just, you know, you're, you're kind of telling me this now. And I'm kind yeah. of thinking, like, we've never actually finished Amazon Zitway. We did seasons one and two, but we didn't do the movie. We did season one and two. Well, we did season two. I don't know about season one. We did. And we still one. never did the movie, but I don't even know if the movie ever got fucking subbed. So no, the movie got subbed, and frankly, it's depressing. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it's fucking garbage. So. It's it's Not a it's a it's a giant trash fire. Uh, Not way, that I'm surprised. Because so. we did we did I did well J Jess and I did one. So the second one we all did, and then now we yeah. we have to do the, we have to do the movie. We, we're, like, two years overdue with that. We are. Um, but, uh, I think... Let me see. I think that's about it, isn't there? I think that's everything that there's to say about that movie, pretty much. Um, there's actually... 
a few more details that I actually did want to go over a little bit. Alright. Um, let's see. Fake Tokiwasogo, or basically Barx, or like Black RX, dude. Uh, his henshin really mimics, I guess, the, um, the henshin of Black RX, in which, like, you have that angle of his hand towards the sun, and, like, you know. Like, is, I think, does like... It, does it have the angry clench, clenching noises? Um, I believe it does. Because that, that's 10 out of 10. You need the angrier clenching noises. Yeah. Um, let's see. For, let's see what else. Fun fact, the Amazon's ride watches did not do anything in this movie. <laughs> they did not do anything. So, basically, the two, or like three ride watches that did get used were, let's see. It was the J-Watch, in which uh, the Black RX rider makes himself big. Like, gigantic, like a friggin' like Ultraman villain or whatever, or Ultraman. Um, the Bio Rider wa watch was used to make himself made out of water. Okay. The Black Neat. RX dude. So, which is like, it's interesting, right? Like, these ride watches are actually being utilized. And then the Robo Rider watch was used by Zonjis when he was fighting Zero One in order to make himself literally shoot, and I kid you not, boob missiles. <laughs> Titty missiles. Titty missiles indeed. So, yeah. But I mean, aside from that, though, like, overall, like, it's not a bad movie. I had a lot of fun with it. Like, this isn't really going, I guess, we didn't go much into, like, super plot territory. We did hit, like, a lot of main points. But, um, personally, I had a lot of fun with the movie, as stupid as it was. And not considering how stupid Geo is. Oh, it's a fun say, ride. It's kind of hard to do a full plot synopsis because, I mean, you know, you watched it without yeah. subtitles, and we haven't seen it at all. I mean, I've seen, you know, obviously some clips, but like I've never, I haven't seen the entire movie yet. And you know, that movie won't come out till like probably next year in like February or something. Yeah, honestly, probably like January, or February, if I had to be honest. But I feel like this was definitely a better movie than Heisei Generations Forever. It's not hard. Yeah, definitely it wasn't that hard, and it was, I'd say, a worthy tribute to the Heisei era as that ends. As you had so many cameos, and frankly, like, actually, like, I thought they were decent action scenes. It was fun. It was definitely a fun ride from start to finish. This kind of feels, in a weird way, this, this from what you're saying, it felt more like, it felt less of a Heisei celebration and more of a Showa celebration. Oh, because because you got I mean, G is is very much a show inspired you know parody writer. You got Nori yes. you got Nori writer who he's literally a fucking like a you know he's literally a parody of the first one. Yes. You had fucking yeah, you know you you can say you know Amazon's you know he's basically based off Amazon's but you know yeah. Amazon still. Black and Black RX with uh, Shin and Z, uh, uh, Shin J and Zeto. I mean, there you go as well. Like it feels more like it's celebrating the Showa era in a weird way. Yeah, like honestly, it was definitely like I I really enjoyed it just as a tribute to like the end of the Heisei era and just like it was a there were nice callbacks to like history, like the history of the show as it's been through. You would think that the, you would think for some I don't know for some reason you would think they would have gotten back uh, uh, Black Factor. Yeah, that would that would have been nice, honestly. But I mean, aside from that, they already had like a bunch of 
Well, actually, not a bunch of cameos, but, like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> getting Crim, Crim Seinbelt or Chris Pepler to come back was... I don't know, that was probably a little more expensive, but, like... I know, he's a big star now. A little bit more of a big star. I don't know, I'm sure they probably spent a lot on the uh, on getting G there, considering his whole situation. Yeah, like... Um, but, yeah. Well, yeah. alrighty then. Well, everybody... I know you what you're waiting for because you probably already read it in the title as well. And we're or we're also gonna make a video about this anyways. I'll cut like this audio and we'll make a video of it too. Yeah. So Chad, you didn't just go see the movie, you got things and things that we're actually gonna give. So Chad oh, yes. please, please, Chad. Without so, yeah. making me suffer, please tell us what do you have? So yeah, as you know, I was in Japan. I can't hammer in that fact hard enough, but... I thought you were in Korea. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, surprise, surprise. But anyways, um, I didn't just go see the movie. I came back with some presents. So, basically, we're going to be doing a little bit of a giveaway, because why not celebrate the fact that we are over 5k followers on Podbean. We've been here for four years plus, and simply, you know what? We love you guys, and, like, why not celebrate the end of the Heisei era with a little bit of a giveaway, just like this movie. So, we have three different prizes, all of which will be coming with a miniature poster of the Geo and Ryu Soldier movie. So, the first prize that we will be giving away will be a set of four Ryu Souls from Kishiryu Sentai Ryu Soldier, their Gashapon Ryu Souls, of the red, black, Green and Seal Souls. Let's see. Next, we will be giving away a deluxe Kuga Ride Watch. Because what a way to celebrate the end of the Heisei era than with the deluxe gimmick of the latest rider of the first rider that we've seen here. I okay, mean, hey, was... makes sense. I know, right? Uh, probably that was a little confusing. But still, we're giving away DX Kuga Ride Watch. Enjoy. There you go. And last but not least, since the Heisei era ended and we are now living in the future, um, we will also be giving away the Deluxe Falcon Progress Key from Common Rider Zero One. Well, mm -hmm. Chad, now that you have announced the prizes, please tell us, how the hell do we win these things? Okay, so how can you win these things? Thank you for asking. Well, first <laughs> off, give us your... Name and email address, Give and also your credit card number, number and your social security number, because we need money. Don't forget the numbers on the back, kids. Thank you. That's much appreciated, Jay. <laughs> but aside from that, kidding all aside, um, yeah, we will have a Google form in the description below, or in this video, or wherever, wherever this is posted. And basically, uh, we want you guys to tell us uh, three things. First off... Your favorite Sentai or Rider from the Heisei era. Or Ultra, I don't know. Why not include Ultra? We don't do Ultra, but that's okay. They're also heroes. Second, your favorite moment from the Heisei era. Could be from Sentai, Ultra, or Common Rider. Just so you know, if you choose anything from Ghost of Zero, you're automatically disqualified, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then lastly... We kid. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not involved with this. <laughs> and then lastly, we want you guys to tell us what your favorite episode of the podcast is with us. Mainly because we've been here for four years, and honestly, we want to say thank you for listening. 
And for the love of God, do not choose the ones that we did when I had to use my phone. I fuck. Actually, you know what? If you choose ones that we had to, that I had to use my phone on, I will know you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, aside from that though, um, just a few, uh, just some few notes. One, this will be United States only. Sorry for those in Canada or other parts of the world. Um, shipping is expensive. Two. Um, there will only be one entry per, I guess, per form, I guess, or per email. So if you have like two, I guess, two names or whatever, or two emails, uh, don't bother because we will only choose one. So, I mean, it's, I mean, in the end, it's still honor system, but I mean, yeah, don't, don't be that guy in which like you send in like two and then, I don't know, be unfair to other people. Yeah. And lastly, uh, please be over the age of 18. If we have some younger viewers, um... Definitely get like a parents parents permission to enter this. If we have anybody under eighteen listening, go go to fuck to bed. It's bedtime. Don't you got school tomorrow? Get out of here. <laughs> but yeah, aside from that, we will have a Google Forms up, and then um, but you have until September thirtieth by midnight. So after September thirtieth, we will basically pick three names, and then we will eventually email you slash ask you for more information like where we can ship your items to uh we should we should stress uh it should be it's gonna be midnight pacific right your time uh yeah pacific time there you go so midnight pacific time so if you're on the east coast you know just you know do do everything accordingly as they say yes so in the end um yeah we have a little bit of a giveaway and um good luck to all those who enter well, alrighty then, Chad. Well, I'm Uh, thank you guys for listening to our Telebicoon Extra. And I hope you, I hope whoever, you know, enters the giveaway actually wins the giveaway. If you don't win and you entered, well, I guess you just didn't win. I don't know what to say there. So, mm-hmm. uh, this is Adrian from the Tokyo Podcast 2 signing off for Chad and Jay. We'll see you guys in the next episode, full length episode of the podcast. Bye bye. See ya. Bye.